to Minority Corner. With an Eke. And James. The, the Wonder, Wonder Twins, Twins of podcasting. podcasting. Learn, laugh, play. It's like Blue's Clues. Only it's more black, queer, and ladylike. This week on Minority Corner. What are we doing? What, what are we doing? It is a boss of bonanza. Boss bonanza. Black uh, gossip. Got, yes, in case you didn't know, there's so much that's happening that we just need to catch up on. We have not had a time to catch up on. We got it. We got Childish Gambino. We got Janelle Monet. That Rachel Dolezal documentary that you don't want to watch. We're talking about that. We're also talking a lot about our girl, Tessa Thompson. And, yeah, it's just a Tessa Thompson-filled episode because, believe it or not, she's involved in pretty much every one of those conversations. Uh, we're also going to talk about Westworld, Infinity War, also involving Tessa Thompson. Basically. Oh, and Dear White People, which and also... And Kanye! Oh, <laughs> yeah, Dear White People has Tessa Thompson in it, too. So it's just a Tessa Thompson-filled action-packed episode. This one's for you, Tessa. Enjoy. Hey, my little lovely. Hey, fellow Wonder Twin. I know. How are you? I am doing great. I get to look at your beautiful face through the interwebs. Yes, I'm looking at yours. You got a clear reception this time, so I'm really enjoying all your movements. (laughs) Mm, I can do all kinds of things, and the internet is working with me. And it's lost on all of our listeners. Just imagine. imagine. Just imagine. Imagine how good we look and how crisp my yeah, movements exactly. are. Dude, I want to <laughs> know like when people that. are like either talking through um, um, Gchat, whatever video, or Skype, do they look at themselves? I, I tend to look at myself sometimes. Yeah, I think that's a fair thing. I okay, do too. Good. It's also like, and I mean, I like to think that I'm looking at you. I'm actually covering up my oh, face you right are. now with a little... Wow. Thing. And it's making me look at you oh. more. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm like, how did I say I know, that? Exactly. <laughs> how do I look when I I'm doing looking this? I'm looking at my picture and I'm like, my eyebrows are drawn too dark today, but who cares? I think. Oh, you know what Tell I me. care about? All of the pop cultural bonanza yes. stuff that is happening. It is just, I feel like we have so much to catch, so much gossip to catch up For on. For all of those who don't know, uh, gossip is black gossip. <laughs> So, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's pretty much what we do every episode. Uh, but we're like, I just wanted us to spend a, a, a hot topics episode. We were yes. talking about of uh, just all the amazing yes. music and movies and TV shows and documentaries and just whatever we feel like we haven't had a chance to talk about because there's been so much over the mm-hmm. past few weeks. We need to catch so, up so much I can barely we to, breathe because we we've been up. talking about. I mean, part of our whole tagline is that we also talk about pop culture, and we haven't really been fulfilling that. So. So we need to fucking step in the muck and talk about the excellence we, and maybe not so excellence that's also going on right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's it a wide barrage. That you know us. We do a grab we bag. Get we all. get all of it. We get we get it all together and then we talk. So first up on our list, let's talk about music. There's some really interesting things that are happening with music videos in Ooh, particular. Some cinematic. You know what? People have been saying that MTV videos, since MTV doesn't play videos anymore, the video music art is dead, and I now disagree. Right. We are yes. in Yes, I think it's coming back yes. with a yes. renaissance. A renaissance. Yeah, you better yes. complete my I sentences, Wonder say. Twin. <laughs> Y'all don't you even don't. know. Um, I also wish, how could we share with them our emojis that we use when we communicate? We'll have to put that, can we put that in the yeah, show Yeah, we notes? could do that, and I'll <laughs> also describe it. So 
Everybody, you know those little emojis where it's like the person's putting up a hand and it's like, no, I don't want that. Get that out of my face. Which has been redubbed as the Wakanda Forever symbol. Now put a little brown girl and a little brown boy and in between... Some star magic. Some magic? Yes. <laughs> that's literally it's how we sign on and off to each other. And we're like, oh, podcast business. Like that's and we just, just do we that for our friendship so, too, though. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Unless you think true. our conversations I, are just all now business. I see where I stand. Uh I speaking see- <laughs> of business, let's get back to the show. <laughs> okay. Back yes, to the show. Okay, so who do you want to cover first? <laughs> let's go with let's go with uh, can we start with Janelle Please. Monet? Okay. Uh, dirty computer. Can mm. we talk? This. What does she call it? She called it a it's motion an, picture. It's an emotion yeah, emotion. picture. So, or an emotion. emotion film. Either way, emotion's in it. It's an, I think emotion, I think it's emotion picture because it. it's like a motion oh, picture, cute. but it's I emotional. I just got that right now. Thanks. Yeah. She's brilliant. Um, yeah. So I've been a big Janelle <laughs> Monet fan since the very, 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 very beginning. Since she was tightrope Even walking. Even before that. Let me see you on... Oh, that's the first time I met her. That was from Archangel or Arch Android. She had one before that where it was um, Velvet or Violet, Violet, oh, I forget, but it was good. Violet Moon. It's a long ass title. And someone who's listening right now who's an even bigger fan is screaming at me over the thing, but just know. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. It's great. I highly suggest those of you that are new to Janelle Monet, go check out her previous works because each one is a space opera, which is perfectly in line with why that she made this emotion picture. It's almost like she took Mm. what would what would be on an album and made a visual component Mm -hmm. to it. Because her previous albums, she would be talking and there would be like little plays in between each song so she Mm. made a traditional album but then she was able to be creative in such a bigger fantastic way i i love her yes you know what she got that uh that hidden figures money and she's putting it to good use she's like i'm paid i'm gonna do this She's like, oh, I'm, and that's what I also love too, is because like I was thinking about this emotion picture. It's a 50 minute thing. It's on, and I think YouTube also probably helped her produce this as well because they did a. I didn't watch the whole thing, but there's a 30 minute Q and A oh, that they did. I didn't uh, watch that. Sponsored oh, by nice. YouTube, and it was hosted by this uh, black queer Ooh, YouTuber. Um, yeah, and and I, you know, I was thinking it was like. You know, like, I miss music mm-hmm. videos. It made me really realize how much I miss mm. music videos. And because the music industry is so fucked yeah. right now, uh, you know, these white male record right. industry labelers have just fucking mm. ruined it. And so there's not a lot of, like, and there's no mm-hmm. MTV anymore. So there's not a lot of, like, artists kind of really probably have to put their own money to be able to do these artistic right. expressions that are so powerful and beautiful and meaningful. Yeah, I completely agree. That was one thing. Actually, I'm glad that you brought it up because a lot of times music videos are are purely um, sponsored by product placement. So that's why if you if you see a music yes. video now, there's like an awkward like, ooh, I'm putting on my Beats headset or like, where's my <laughs> yeah. Samsung Gotta phone? Put my- like. Britney Spears, spritz, 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 exactly. my latest perfume. Exactly. <laughs> and my song called so Perfume. Like, it was awesome that there was no product placement that I could see in, in I the Janelle Monet um, emotion picture. It it's yeah. great. It tells a story in the future. Um, it's like a dystopian future. Yeah. Are they uh, kind of 1984? There is a lot of inspiration. Know? Like 1984, there is. Um, um, this one, oh God, this, the, the 
I'm blanking on the name of the director. He's this crazy Spanish director who did, um, he did, he tried to do Dune, but it didn't work out. He did another, all sorts of crazy movies. He, a lot of inspiration from there, a lot of David Bowie. Prince is just Mm. dripped all over it. Oh, yes. And in fact, she said in an article that this album was inspired after the death Mm. of Prince. She felt like she, because she was playing this character, um, and she was playing a character beforehand, uh, Cindy Mayweather was her sort of alter ego. In all of her previous albums, yeah. Right. And so she felt like it was time for her to come out. And she feels like this album and a lot of the uh, things I was reading about, we're finally getting to meet the real Janelle mm. Monet. We're really meeting her so much oh, more. Oh, I fully. love it. It's um, so beautiful. And, and it, it's sort of this in this idea is that we're all sort of these dirty computers who, if you're outside of the, the sort of stringent norm. So if your sexuality is outside of the norm or your, your, even I would say your race or body this, type essentially if you're just or, living. Yeah. All of that. You, if you're living your best life, you then get uh, you get captured for reprogramming. It's just it's it's so cool the way yeah, that it's done. It really is, and like I wasn't expecting to feel as emotional as I did with Tessa Thompson. Me Tessa either. Thompson's all up in there acting yes. her ass off. Can we? And I have a feeling something tells me I'm going to use my Raven Simone mm-hmm. powers. We're going to be talking about Tessa Thompson a lot in today's episode she's in because everything. she has her fingers. She's, she's in everything. Legit, so like... <laughs> take a drink every time you hear the name Tessa Thompson because you're about to get Fucking wasted. Fucking Tessa Thompson is like <laughs> Happy she's Mother's been... Day. <laughs> what? She's been like gearing up. She's been collecting her ducat. She's been okay. I'm going to be in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do that too. Yeah. Ooh, is that going to become big and popular? Ooh, I'm going to be in that. Too. Too. I'm gonna get so in that too. She's just step everywhere. One, I literally Tessa Thompson in this. Yeah, I think I've seen her in five different pieces of media. Me this week too. Alone. Like, she's in that's, fucking yeah, everything. Just, Not to mention, she might be dating Janelle Monae. They're being coy about it. Yes, and I am here for that as well. And also, like, let's talk about yes. that. I I get chills when I think about this. It's such a huge monumental moment that I don't want to gloss yes. over of Janelle Monae's pansexuality. Yes. I it's huge. It's huge. This is it's huge. really huge. And she's a prominent figure in the music yes. industry, actress. Like this and is huge. The the normalcy of it. I like the fact that mm-hmm. she is just like, yeah, that's who I am. And it's not like she's wearing it as like a see, this mm, is a statement. Like, like it's very much like some other yeah. some other um, ladies in the industry. Yeah, have I was Miley just gonna Cyrus, say Biley Bylas or whatever. Lindsay yeah, I know. <laughs> Instead, she's just like, No, this is just how I exist and it's how people are. It's just a sexuality that mm. people have and exist in and trying to live their lives as. Mm. And so yeah. And and that's a plot point that in the music video, which I think is so interesting too, is is I don't feel like this is any spoilers. Just of watch it. it. Just the ride. Just watch it. But like you like, so she has this relationship with both this man and this woman, and they're all like, it's, a, it's such an evolved relationship, and I feel like that's why they end up getting arrested mm. and get deprogrammed because of their 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 in this triple that just sort of works, I you know. Actually, can I push back on you for a minute? Mm. The term evolved. Now, I've heard this a little bit, and I'm of one mind where I think if somebody wants to be in a multiple person relationship is one thing as opposed to a monogamous relationship. I don't think one is higher in the evolution status than the other. What do you think? Mm. 
Yeah, um, I, 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 I am of of two minds. I think one, like when I'm saying evolved, I mean like culturally evolved, as in like they don't oh, care. Got it. Right? Okay. Cool. I feel like most people who try to do open relationships are not quite got there yet, it. and they want to try. So, to like be a there. natural, the um, naturalness of it. And I think that there is a naturalness that I think that myself and uh, many others are just not quite there yet. Mm. That their brains are not are not there yet. I do think that like I when we uh, what episode did we do about the game? Yes, animals? that's right. <laughs> and they have such a fluidity, and they like will like there's there's so much more fluidity that I think that like I I don't know. I think a lot of my programming, and I think a lot of our programming that mm-hmm. we've had. Uh, being in a you know uh, puritanical society mm-hmm. that we do live in, I think that that has had an effect on our ability to. And I don't think it's wrong. I think it's just like who we totally. are and where we are. Um, but I do think that there is a movement to move in a more so uh, fluidity because we don't, we don't. I don't feel like we uh, uh, we're nobody owns mm-hmm. anybody. Everything the universe is constantly changing and right. shifting. Um, and I think there is a fluidity to the universe that I think. That um, I'm impressed. People who are able to do it, I think that's fantastic and amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think that's and and in some ways, and I, I'm in some ways, I do think there is an evolved state. And I don't think it's a good. I don't think it's a, a better than in an evolved state. I just think like, huh, they're on this other level that I'm not on, and not no, good or bad. I don't know. I just felt like I kind of wanted to talk to you about that because that seems to be a little bit on the the topic of a lot of um, different corners of the world and i feel like addressing it is something that we do on this program so thanks for answering me on that and i think i thought it was just so cool that it was just so front and center Mm -hmm. this music video just so casually yeah the casualness of it was was a revolution it's it's just working Mm -hmm. yeah um the fashion moments were excellent i (laughs) yeah fucking who who did all those because they are amazing she needs I'm hoping, like I, I, I know you're listening, Beyonce, because you've donated. You, you've been, you're a member of Max Fun. <laughs> yeah. uh, I heard you had a great I know you're conversation about to go on tour. over the phone. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Uh, thank you for for uh, being a member, uh, Beyonce. Don't release if you're going to do an album this year. Don't release it this year. I just need this needs to be Janelle Monae's year. I agree. So. I want Janelle Monáe to win all the Video Music Awards this year, and I just feel like if Beyonce's there, she'll get she'll get bumped. Unless get Taylor bumped. Swift does it, and then she'll bump everybody. But uh, okay, I digress. We're not uh, talking about it. What I want to talk about, uh, and yeah, this is this is a Tay Tay free zone. This was so beautiful, and I'm not going to knock Beyonce down either because she did it during the Coachella thing, which was amazing. Is the celebration, pure celebration, of Black women, and yeah. that is women of all shapes and sizes, you know, but just black women in a group looking beautiful, melanin popping. I, if you watch the yeah. emotion picture and in the middle, she has Django, Django Jane, which is a video that she already released, but she put it in the picture. Um, I mm. almost started, I started to tear up a little bit because I mm. have not seen, this has been such a beautiful moment for Black beauty, men, mm, women, yeah. um, non-binary, just yeah. blackness. A hum- yeah, black humanness. Yes, I have know? not seen that in such, mm-hmm. it's just wonderful. It's wonderful. 
Well, if you look at it, I mean, this it's been a really amazing last mm-hmm. few months, mm-hmm. to be honest. And I think, like, it's been riding this wave of, like, with Black Panther and then uh, this yeah. Beyonce Coachella thing and, the, and then yes. and this. And same thing, too. Like, what I was so happy about was just for, for also... For black queer women, yes. I, I feel like they've never visibility. This this is a huge moment for that. I've never seen it done like this, and the, the beautiful story that is told. Yes. I, I I just it was it's was such a monumental moment. Um, since you brought that up, um, we are recording this early. Um, and right now is the Met Ball, and I've been looking at the looks because I love fashion. You Lena Waithe who did um was in um oh, she was Masters, in, of uh, None, Masters of None also she was in Shy. Ready Player 1 Ready Player 1 she just walked the carpet She's... wearing a full cape of a rainbow flag it's amazing beautiful she's Love wearing it. like a full suit with the rainbow flag cape which is the testament to um yeah. queer black visibility she also has a really great cameo in uh, Dear White People, this volume Ooh, two. Which we'll yes. get to a little bit later. A little bit later. Which was originated yeah. with Tessa Thompson. Which <laughs> also, who may or may not also have a little guest star appearance in volume two as well. Like, it's just what is oh, happening? So I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, every time I turn on something, there's Tessa Thompson. It <laughs> girl. I also, it can I also, girl. Right. Can now. I also say that I have? Mm-hmm. My, I would like to little a little bragging moment. Can I? Mm-hmm. Can we go to a brag corner for a second? Please brag I, it up. You know, I've met both Janelle Monet and Tessa Thompson. I remember you meeting Janelle Monet years ago at Outside Lands. She was very standoffish. Yeah, I know. I didn't it, want to bring it up because I remember. <laughs> I was, but you know what? Looking back, I'm like, whatever. It was hot. Like it was in a tent. Who the fuck am I? I get it. But Tessa was very warm to me on the Black Panther red carpet. Oh, so. she was. That's nice. Oh yeah, uh, Tessa was funny. like so great and wonderful and delightful. That's why um, she's in everything. People love her. Yeah. And that's what it goes back to. Like, if you are like, if, if, that's why Halle Berry works so much in this industry because she's a really nice. She's person. really nice. Oh, speaking of Tessa Thompson, that's not on our list that I just want to bring up because it's a hometown yeah. plug for me. Um, yeah. Sorry to bother you, which is a movie that is making the rounds and oh, all the festivals. I thought you were like, Everybody's... what did you do? Oh no, oh. no, no, no. The movie You're is not called... bothering me at all. No. The movie's called Sorry to Bother You. It also has it guy about town, um, like Keith Stanfield star. Tessa Thompson was filmed in Oakland. Hell of oh. about Oakland. Boots Ooh. Riley is was a part of the coup. Hip hop artist, legend <gasps> of Oakland. What? When it comes out, it's supposed to be amazing. So go check that out. Done. Put it on my radar. Mm-hmm. Um, we also like want to talk about another musical moment that also just dropped recently. Oh man, this is America. I just watched it. Okay. Uh, ch- Childish Gambino. First of all, I had to put on my old man hat, and you were like, you have to watch the Childish Gambino music video. Yeah. And I was like, don't know who that is. But then as soon as I but as soon as I Googled it, <laughs> I then remembered okay. that it's Donald right. Glover. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll give you that. I, I will give I, you that. I was embarrassed for a second. Don't I was like, oh my God, I do not remember who this is. He, now I remember. He takes Donald his hat Glover. off and puts it on a lot. He goes back and forth. He's Donald Glover when he's acting. He's also Childish Matt- Gambino in his music. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna. I can't stop bragging about myself. Also, talk to him at the red carpet of Black How Panther. Was I'm he? just still. I'm co- he was I great wanna, too. He, well, he, he was, was nice. great too. He seems he like one of those nice. weird genius he, weirdo like art people. He, 
You know what? I do think I caught everybody on a good day. Because okay. yeah. the energy <laughs> yeah. was so hyped yeah. that everyone was fantastic and amazing. We're all brothers and sisters dancing and like on that purple carpet. So Did you know yeah. that Donald Glover, mm. the reason why he was... Uh, you not know this. Danny Glover, Glover's son. And that's we've talked about that on this podcast. I just... I, I found out from you yeah, live on this podcast. <laughs> live, live and direct. But they brought him in to um, pump up the comedy in the script for Black Panther. Oh, mm-hmm. good for He's a ghostwriter. Ghostwriter on that. Came well, in. he did a great job. All the snaps to him. All the snaps to him. So, okay. Funny as fuck. Funny as fuck. You know what's not funny? That video. His music video. <laughs> no. Let's talk about that. I yeah. almost had to stop watching it for a second because I was scared. It's a lot. I was scared watching it for it's a, a second. It's a lot. Is it brilliant? So this is the question. And I, when I first watched it, I was like, "Woo, this is, wow, this is a lot. It's a lot. And yeah. the layers of it are amazing. It's by the, the director, um, Hiro, is also it's the- Japanese American. And he's also the director of Atlanta. Right. So, which is yeah. Donald Glover's TV show, which is amazing too, that you guys need to watch. Um, yeah, I and this is interesting. Initially, I thought it was great. I wasn't mm-hmm. as moved as some of some of my friends and some people online were. I was kind of like, hmm, yeah. this is interesting. But the more I, I watched it, about three times, and oh. the thing that I really like about it. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, one, go watch it. Two, it's basically Donald Glover is shirtless. He does a lot of dancing in a warehouse with. Um, children in uniforms dancing behind him teenagers with a chaos behind him and you can't guns and shooting people dying and burning cars and then SZA shows up at the end and the thing about it that I like is you can tell that one of the statements are is we're being distracted by what's going on behind us because of you know all of these imagery and a lot of people are saying that he's doing a lot of one he's doing a lot of stylistic dances that black people do and yes that's what i noticed too yeah. it had like some even reminiscence of like minstrelsy and exactly bit of just, like, that's what people black are saying man dancing he's basically he's jim crow and jiving there's a and collecting that check exactly exactly <laughs> which is which is interesting but and I'll, and I want to let you talk because I feel like I'm I'm steamrolling, so I'm sorry. But no, no, no. This is I like I'm I'm still process. I just watched it, so I'm still processing. Okay, so I want to know. I feel like I want to know. He's saying this is America, but I also feel like when you really dig in deeper, I want more. You know, mm. is it just? But I feel. Yeah, go ahead. I feel like he's saying, and I. I it's interesting because that's how I read it. He was like, le- he was like, well, this is America. Mm. We like in a mm-hmm. in a way of like showcasing of like peeling back the curtain and saying like this is what our country really is. Right. But in a sense of like challenge, but in a way that's like get up and do something about it. Right. Like I feel like it's a very poignant look and a very like. It made me feel uncomfortable, which means that it's hitting something, you know, because mm. uh, it has so many different things, that so many buttons that it hit for me. It had the one of like, at first it's like <clears throat> him, like and the music's very like there's something very like the uh, uh, of a black historicalness to it. There's almost this like bluesy sort of Southern. Yeah. And uh, also African to too. A lot of high life is played. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then before you know it, he's, you know, shoot, he's shot this other person and it gets really violent. All of a sudden he's right. like, this is America. And, but then he keeps, and then he puts on this huge, like over the top fun face. Right. You know, this like minstrelry. Very, uh, 
minstrelly face. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and it's so interesting because I feel like so often us black folks have continuously just had to shuck and jive, shuck mm-hmm. and jive and, and dance. And that's the way they like us. Meanwhile, there's all this other chaos that's like, you know, happening right. and even happening to us as well. Right. Um, and, and how much do we really get to interact and, and, and comment on that or to, to, it's sort of like, what do you do? Right. What do you do? Exactly. Exactly. <sighs> I've been really interested in all the, the recent, um, people who have not liked it, and they Ooh, are. What, and what are they're not? What are their comments? They're not really about saying it? that much. There's been things that have been said by, um, like for instance, Kara Brown, who is a. Um, she is. She used to be a writer for Jezebel, and now she writes for Grownish. Mm. Um, people oh, love her work, okay. and she wrote something yeah. about. I can't find it, so I'm going to paraphrase right now on Twitter. She said that I'm glad that even though I was raised in predominantly white communities, my my fam my parents raised me to um, not have to um, work out my black identity in, uh, um, through videos. And I was kind of mm. like, that's that's kind of rude. I, but yeah. and and I know that he said some controversial <laughs> things in the past, but sure. I do feel like we're not a lot of people aren't giving growth, you know? Like yeah. people want to hold on to and Kanye I, and then hold him up to a, oh. a we'll get there. But then I'll, we'll get there. But then also not allow the <laughs> growth of that. other people. Like I know for a fact that I've said some dumb things in the past, and I'm the first to admit it. I will own up to mm-hmm. it. But at the same time, I do also am a little hesitant with Donald Glover. Just I don't know. I always feel a little hesitant because I don't see such a celebration of of black women. Not that he has to in his work. But like, for instance, with a Janelle Monet, I feel mm-hmm. celebrated. I feel seen. Mm-hmm. I feel supported. Mm-hmm. I feel embraced where I don't necessarily yeah. feel that with Donald Glover's work. Well, I feel like Donald Glover is also an interesting standpoint where he probably for a lot of his life has had to be the only yeah. a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's the sort of space that he's coming from. And I, I feel like it's interesting because I, I think that I, I, that quote that that woman had said, I didn't really think of it as his exploration with blackness. Yeah. But, I, but I, I guess it is to a certain degree. Yes, it is that. But I also think he's also not just talking about his own personal experience with blackness, but how he is also viewing it and seeing mm-hmm. it um, a, 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 along the way. Uh, it's a very, I think it's a very, the fact, I think the music video did its job because it's making us have these conversations Amen. and how powerful mm. music videos are and can be and what a artistic renaissance that we're in, especially yeah. amongst the black community. I think we will look back and this is sort of like, people talk about the Harlem Renaissance. I feel like this is, I don't think it has a name yet, but there's we're like getting, a We're in the happening. middle of a Renaissance. And I think that you brought up a good point, James. You really opened up something in me where I think that there's, it's always an exploration in blackness. Yes, right, yes. I, blackness is it, changing and evolving and, and, yes. and I feel... I've been the same black person my whole life, but I am a different, my own envisionment of being a black person has changed, you know? 
And something I feel like we have to allow artists to do is to be artists right. and allow them to explore. Exactly. And and some of it's gonna be good and some of it's not gonna be good. And but or some of it's gonna hit the mark and some of it's gonna miss it a little bit. But that's let them explore. I feel like we right. have this whole entire like everything needs to be perfect by the time we see it and needs to say all the right things, yada. It's an exploration. Exactly. Like uh we'll get to this in, in Infinity Wars later, but there's some things that like, oh it missed the mark, but that's okay. Right. Let's keep going let's let's keep let's keep right moving. i feel like people tend to like oh well then they revoke their black card or whatever no no matter what like yeah. stacy dash as much as we hate to admit it she's still she's, she's still, still a black, black. Woman. amorosa still, still, black. still black ben carson still sleeping black. but still black <laughs> black and sleepy black man wake up, ben carson wake up. but like that's what i uh, think that we as black people need to accept too is that we come in shapes and different sizes and we have different mentalities and thoughts of what it is to be black but you know who's still not black oh, no yep gave you that perfect segue <laughs> here Rachel we Dillashow. go our friends Rachel Dillashow. oh man so um i wanted to so rachel there's a rachel Dillashow documentary that's happening on netflix right now and aneke has specifically said she's not gonna watch it <laughs> and you remember I, when i said that Yes, Yes, I do. And I want to say watching the documentary and and sitting and thinking on it, I absolutely, not that you need my support, I get why you don't want to watch it. The documentary even explains why black women are so done with her in this conversation. Like, I get it. And I apologize for... For having her back into your face right now. One, don't apologize, but two, go listen (laughs) to episode one when I didn't want to talk about her then. That's... That's what, but you know what? It's you know what? That's what it is. I feel such a weird connection Why? to her because our very first episode was Rachel Dole, and show. I was pissed. So it's like even back then. <laughs> And I like I feel bad because I have such like I see her and I have such a giggle reaction. I know it's not the same way for for black women, and so I it's like you know what I don't watch like I don't watch like I watching the documentary. I almost had to stop myself because I felt like it felt like I was watching trash um, because it. I feel like I was watching trash. It made me feel like I was watching like The Real Housewives oh. or something. You know, I don't. And that sort of like a thing that I'm like glued to this train wreck of a story. Yikes. You know, yeah. like I'm just like, ooh, it's like it's I'm a, I, I just get my pot. Yes. Um. Here's some takeaways that I would like to throw. Like the documentary. Okay. Um. I I watched it, so you don't Thanks. have to. Something that it does that I think that's really interesting is that like it. There's a whole other deeper story that nobody knew about, and not about her, but about her siblings. Oh, her siblings. Her black, ado- her black adopted siblings. So oh. here's, and it's fascinating as fuck. And it's almost like there's this, there's a conspiracy, there's a conspiracy that her parents did that blew everything up. So I'm gonna just give you the rundown of this. She, her, her. Her, her her mom and dad were super 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 religious okay. right um and she like they were religious and they they liked to spank a lot we'll just say that with whatever they could get Got their hands it. on yeah. you know old um, school and they they would do like you know natural births and oh. stuff and Rachel's mom almost oh died when she had Rachel so they she never really liked Rachel um and then they adopted like these four black and that guy's like I don't like Rachel I mean I mean it's sad but also this don't but, like pretend you're black she, right totally absolutely not even gonna there's no yeah, okay. argument there <laughs> uh 
but she they adopted these four like black children i think some of them were from africa or yeah. whatnot i uh, and and they were treated so terribly oh, so and rachel was a lot older at this point and she they were literally raising these kids just to be those like white kids in montana or whatever the fuck guess that they what were. they couldn't and do was easily like, turn white and rachel Okay. Yeah, and Rachel was like, Rachel was like, oh, they need to like understand their culture, and so she started like trying to like you know teach That's them about their sure. culture and stuff Sounds like that. Sounds great. Starts off, starts off great, absolutely. But something that ends up happening is that her sister Esther, one of the adopted girls, um, had leading up to when everybody found out about Rachel uh-huh. Dolezal, her older brother um was sexually abusing her sister oh, Esther, God. right, and. So Esther had a case against um her, the yeah. brother and the parents loved the brother. Is the brother so white or hired... adopted black guy? Okay. Brother's white. Okay. White. So he he was the firstborn and then Rachel happened and they're like Rachel you almost killed And the then mom. they adopted four children. Got it. Yes. And so there was this I uh, so so her sister Esther was having an uh, was was having a trial against him. He was in jail actually. He had been arrested and he was up for for up for uh, the the court trial was about yeah. to happen. So they had hired a private investigator to go after Rachel because Rachel was going to corroborate the story because she was like, oh, he also sexually abused oh. me too. So then. There, so then they were telling this private investigator then was telling this journalist who was already looking into these bra- bomb threats that Rachel was getting from because she was head of NAACP at right. this point. And so the parents had hired this private investigator who then told the journalist who then and that's why the parents went on every news network to discredit her because they wanted their son to get out of jail. Oh, weird. Yeah, so that they literally went on every single news uh, news network, and then Rachel's like testimony was you know thrown out the the window, and uh, that's why the pa- that's why we know about all of this stuff was because of the sexual abuse. Case. I mean, that adds a really dark layer to it. Yeah, but so now, like, okay, here's the thing, and here's the reason why I can yeah. understand why it's an it's it's an intriguing story. It's still. Doesn't mean that she had to be like the most black woman possible. The nope, like absolutely in the documentary, <laughs> yeah. Well, what we're, the documentary makes that very clear. Like, and that's what I love about the documentary is that you hear from other black women in the community who okay, were like, good. "We were doing this. We were doing this stuff as well." But it was like, and like you look at these pictures of like clearly Rachel is this white woman in this yes, wig. and like. I, and but they they break this point that like it was probably easier for the community of Spokane to accept these messages coming from her because she looked like them because she right was and them. it goes into the whole issues with colorism within the black community too because yes. if she was like I mean there are black people that are just as light as Rachel too let's face it. Uh, very and, true but there were darker women who were in the community who were doing a lot of active work who no one was listening and she was getting all these bomb threats yeah. uh apparent quote unquote apparently uh she's getting uh, she's getting all these threats and the women say they were like well they never gotten threats beforehand. All of a sudden, Rachel's there, and they're getting all these threats. And that's what the journalist was looking into when he came to uh, interview her. And he was like, "And, and, but he was tipped off by the private investigator uh, about." I know. Uh, and so he, she thought she was being interviewed about the bomb threats. And that's when he was like, so isn't your dad a white guy? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, this is wild. She, 
She also goes on the reel. She's like, I love See, that that's show. the problem. And this is the problem. That right there. That's the biggest yeah. issue that I have. I feel bad about the family. I feel bad about the sister. I feel, I'm glad that she was trying to support her sister. I'm glad that she tried to teach him about the culture. All of that is great. What I don't like is that she has to go on all these shows, that she has to write a book, that she has to do, like, be the president of the NAACP, be a teacher of African-American, like, stuff. Like, and she still won't, and she still won't relinquish that. Like, so she's like, I can't get a job. And they show all the jobs she's trying to apply for. It's like the head of, like, the African-American Like, why does she have it's to like, be the head Rachel. of it? Like, just. And, like, <sighs> or even just teaching, like, I, like, teach a different thing. You've lost that, right. you know? And then here's the other, the other thing of, like, the reason why she, she did this and the journey, and the journey that she did it for was because she then adopted two of the younger, uh, black siblings yeah. because they were getting abused, horribly abused by right. her parents. And the two kids didn't want, they didn't want to get made fun of. They wanted, they wanted people to believe that, that she was really their mom. And so that's when the switch started to surely happen. And this is like, this is the, the kids are literally saying this. They're in the documentary. I, don't, I like, know. Like, this is what they, and, and <laughs> there's, she went a little too far just to pretend that you're oh, a black absolutely. mom and then go be the president of the NAACP. Sure. Yeah. When like, and like, and, and she had, and like, what's so sad is that she was doing a lot of great work for the city of like Spokane. And there was a lot of like, but again, like she took it too far and she wouldn't like, and she went on the reel and was surprised that they like attacked her. She's like, Oh, they're going to be so nice to me. No, like Lonnie Love was not having it. And it's like, she just she doesn't, doesn't get it. She doesn't get it. And what you see by the end of the documentary, and I think even the documentary woman, you can hear her off camera. She's like, don't you think you should just go see a therapist? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it's literally like what? And she she won't admit that she is a white woman. She won't admit that she's white anymore. She's transracial is what she's trying to like, you know, claim. And, and so by the end of it, it made me see the human that she, that there's a human being. So it reminded yeah. me of that. Uh, and it, it made, not that like, and I don't, I understand. I understand from her point of view why she did all the things okay. that she did. I think, uh, yeah, I you feel know? like right now you're giving a good lesson on empathy, which is important to have and yes. to understand where people yes. are coming from and why they have these certain ideas. I just wish that she would take your lesson of empathy and understand why people find mm. it so disheartening and hurtful to pose as a a type of person that has been neglected in both the black and the women women community like to be a black woman is to you can't just wear it as a i am a black woman i walk into a room and i know that that is the first thing that people see and i've talked about this before we don't have to get into it again but she is dripping in the privilege of being able to change hats at a whim and reveling in it and thinking that she is the best at it, which to me shows no humility. And that's so disappointing to me. And, and what, but here's the other thing of what it is, is like, from what I gathered from this documentary, it is a human being who has suffered a lot of, and we've all had trauma growing up, but she, there, there, she, she needs counseling and therapy. Mm. And like, like, like there's something, there's a reason why she's not able to click it because she wanted to escape her abusive, 
uh, family that much that she literally doesn't want to be that person uh, anymore of what they are and what they represent and what they are connected mm. to. It's like, this is her way of, of escaping it, not condoning it, but like, that's literally like what is happening yeah. and her inability to see past it. And I think like the shame and embarrassment, like she won't, she can't just admit. And it'd be so interesting. Like if she were just this, like admit, Hey guys, I'm sorry. I took this mm-hmm. the wrong way. I, I did. I went too far. That'd be an interesting, like, that'd be, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Or a book where she's literally apologizing and explaining it. And instead she kind of, like, she then changes her name in the end to a, like, Enketche and like, why? Namura. Why? Yeah. Like, why do you why? keep going? Like, like, and also, why do we y- keep giving her attention in a platform? Like, let's let her heal by herself and give that platform to black women who have been fighting the fight, you know? And that's what I feel like the documentary does, that documentary does do. It, here's what the documentary does. It's literally not just about her. It's about her kids. I know, her I kids, so bad it's like the kids. Seeing the journey, the journey that they go through at first, they're like supporting yeah. their mother. By the end of it, the oldest leaves the country yeah. and goes to Spain. And the other one is like, I want this to not mm. happen anymore. You hear her sisters, you see the other black women in the community. And I think it's, I think it's an interesting moment because it's an interesting mm-hmm. touchstone moment of where we are in the conversation of race. I think that you can look back at the Rachel D moment and notice this is mm-hmm. where we are. She thinks that we're in one spot we're and not. we're not. Like, yes, race is a construct. Yeah, absolutely. But, it doesn't mean that we are not still affected by all of the year that all the effects that race still we're still haunted by race the ghost is of race, real. Right? Race and, is a construct that turned into real. It's basically Pinocchio. It was fake. Someone created it. Fucking Geppetto created it, oh. and now it's a live, like, he lied. A live okay. living boy that we have to deal with. Because yeah. the fact of the matter is, even though it's a construct, even though I can do all my twenty three and me DNA tests all I want. <laughs> I walk into a room, I am a black woman. And you that's, that's yes, you just are. the fact of the matter. I think it's fascinating. And I'm glad that you watched it for me because now I have a little bit more insight into who she is, even though I didn't care. But you <laughs> were able to kind of shed some light onto what causes someone to go in such an extreme direction. And because I, you know, I am on this mission to to heal in that the empathy is a huge thing for for my, I think that we, and that's as black people, we are magical human beings because we do forgiveness and empathy all the fucking mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I'm watching this documentary uh, about the history of New York right now. Highly recommend it. Mm. It's on YouTube. It was done by PBS. Eight part series. Mm. It's fascinating mm-hmm. as fuck. Because the history of New York is the history of America. Like, it, fuck. But, like, you see just, like, the treatment of black people and how, like, we were, you know, we continuously, we get put into, like, certain impoverished, like, city planning. Specific to, like, when when there weren't specific black neighborhoods, they then created them and made them the poorest neighborhoods of all. And, like, we just, and people wonder, well, why are they so angry? Or why don't they, why can't they just go get a job? Like, you know, like you created this system of, of all this shit yeah. and then expected for like, you know, Oprah Winfrey to go in there and exactly. fix it for everybody. Like that's fascinating. I need to watch that because I come from black New Yorkers. Um, it's your history of your people. Yeah. It's very fascinating. I'm I highly recommend to. it. Whoo, James should be. Well, thank you for that. Oh, yeah, side, yeah. And last thing. She's also a very talented pa- painter. She's talented. Yeah, as but fuck. she also she painted but it you know what it is? with a guitar and sent it to another teacher. But all of but her paintings are super good, but then they're always of like black people and you're just like, damn it, Rachel, see you always take something too far. <laughs> 
She won't let <sighs> up. And you know how she stay now she now how she pays oh, her bills though. Braiding hair. I saw that too. I know. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, you know what she said? She's like, I lost a lot of friends, but I did not lose a client. I am <laughs> so. done with her. Ah, uh, it's literally goes back to Childish Gambino's like music it's video true. though, because it's like sometimes we are to ourselves are like shucking and jiving and not even understanding the atrocities that we are also participating she in as well. Get it. So like she could be a white lady doing braids, nope. like that would be totally fine. She could. She like, could. This is she could. Ugh. Anyways, okay. Oh, it, and she has a baby <sighs> too. Okay, and I know, and its name is like the blackest name ever. It's like Franklin Malcolm or something like that. One of her kids is Franklin, but she didn't name him. I he like was the name Franklin. Franklin. It's the name of the black peanut. Yeah. Oh, same. Franklin is sad as fuck by the end of that documentary, let me tell you. Spoiler well, I won't alert. be watching it. Um, Thanks, James. <laughs> <laughs> let's take a break. Well, um, let's take a break. I am exhausted from all that Rachel yeah. D talk. We've got, what, we got some uh, movie talk yeah, coming up Yeah, I'm going to go bathe next. myself. I'm going to cleanse myself in the Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> In celeb news this week, the hosts of Lady to Lady took a break from hanging with today's hottest comedians, actors, and writers to sell a sex machine. What'd they do with all that cash? Rent a party bus to go to Magic Mike Live in Vegas, of course. All of this on the heels of a salacious sizzler session with Home Alone 4 star French Stewart. Want to know what the f*** we're talking about? Tune into Lady to Lady whenever, wherever you listen to podcasts. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. Back, Eddie, back. Back, back, back. Oh, man. Uh, So let's talk about an amazing moment, historical moment just happened. The culmination of 18 movies. Like, how do you do that? That's so impressive. Like, 18 movies. And all of them, not that you had to see them all, but I would say that all of them do connect to that movie. They do, for sure. I even said, at first I was like, oh, you don't have to Infinity War. We're talking about Infinity War, by the way. Oh, yeah, you're right. Nerd glasses on, and we're going in. (laughs) Uh, because like even Iron Man at first I was like Iron Man 2 you don't have to, but that's where you meet Black Widow so they all, you meet Black Widow and Iron Man 2 that was her first one yeah. it's been so many years I don't and, even and what's crazy is that like I nerd alert have seen all 18 of those movies several of them several times I've seen I feel like I've seen them I all too I think you've seen them all too because I yeah we've had conversations I'm trying to think if there was Anyone that I missed. You saw them all. Yeah, I saw Ant-Man. Yeah. Yeah, I saw them all. You did. Look at you. You got your card. Ooh. Look at you, Marvel Put that in my wallet. And then in my back wallet, back pocket. What am I saying? Your your butt. Put it. Yes. Just put put it it in my butt. (laughs) It's easier to, that way you don't lose it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I know it's there. We're not going to give you spoilers, but I did No spoilers. I did want to talk. You know, we've got to side our our heroes. Oh, I'm down for a good side eye. Give it to me. And this isn't, I don't think it's going to give anything away, but I personally still, like, I understand now why Tessa Thompson, oops, she's back. (laughs) 
<laughs> Welcome back, Tessa. Have a drink. <laughs> I understand why Tessa Thompson marched her and the other ladies of Avengers up to Kevin Feige's office and was like, we want to do a movie together because... She did that? She did. And there is... An, it's called... the uh, I believe it's called A-Force is the all-lady female Avengers. I love it. I love it, Tessa Thompson. You doing this. And, Tessa for president. And I just... I feel like... I think that, like, I think there's only three movies where I was really happy with how the women were either written in it and their engagement in the action. And that is... Okay, which ones? Black Panther, Avi. Uh, uh, I mean, come on, excellence all around. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1, not Volume 2. Vol- I see... Yes, actually, you know what, you're right. Yeah. Volume 1 is Volume dope. 2 is weird. Volume 2, okay, I just want to talk about Gamora Sex for a second. Sexcapade. Gamora is two. literally in the comics written as she is... The fiercest woman in the galaxy. She is a badass. Yeah. She is a soldier. Right. And you see she that. She's trained f- by Thanos. You, and you see that in the first one. And you want to know why yes. you see that in the first one? Co written by Nicole Perlman. It's. Co- it, oh, yes. You need a woman's voice. And that's what I'm feeling like is missing. And then the other one that I think did really well was Winter Soldier. Um, I felt like the, Maria Hill is involved in it. You've oh, got. Okay, good. Uh, yes. Uh, you've got Black Widow is, I think, her Black best. Widow's in it. She's, I think it's her best. And like, because mm-hmm. like oftentimes, like, like in these movies, like they, I, I don't think that this is giving anything away. We can cut this part but i let the three women have to fight the other female villain i was like that's not giving shit away people don't be worried we're not giving shit away one i i noticed that too and i did not like that right okay just to let you know we're not telling you about anything just of course you know that there's gonna be fighting in this movie there's gonna be some blockbuster there's gonna be fighting watch out it's not like they're playing chess and talking to each other over dinner they're not so the there's one like minion to Thanos. Thanos Her name has is some Proxima minions. Midnight, which is a dope ass name. <laughs> dope name, also fully CGI, which is like, come on, she just make Wait, it, make it a, they a did, woman. They did motion capture. They they motion it captured just, her. It didn't yeah. feel as good at Thanos. Because they spent all their off. money on Thanos. That was a lot of money. I know they did. And that. then they're like, sketch up this <laughs> sketch up this bitch with horns. They, they I don't used, know. They used, I forget her name. Her name was like Kelly Coon or something. It's an actress. She was there. Yeah. On set. So. Yes. <laughs> I did not like the fact that they had women only fighting women. Yes. And like, okay, here's the thing. In the huge, huge battle in Wakanda, they'll like, they mm-hmm. cut to like, there's Black Panther fighting all these like little mon- mm-hmm. these monsters. Captain America's fighting them. And I kept waiting like, okay, go to Black Widow. Go to Okoye. They don't until the- there's one other, and they had three women, and one of them is Scarlet Witch, who her powers are apparently limitless. And like, she, yeah. she gets- She has like, electroids in her t- fingernails. She gets, she gets, she's all these, she gets like, knocked out or whatever. But it just like, it bothered because I was like, uh, and I, it, it happened. It's happened to Scarlett Johansson a few of these times. Even like Civil right. War, when they had the huge big brawl, they didn't. Have I want her, her to beat up a dude. They didn't have her fight like anybody. Um, no, they. they She's yeah. just over on the side, being like, "Go." Um, <laughs> also, one of the best parts about Black Panther that everybody liked, and this is not a spoiler, you guys, um, is the Dora Milaje, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why then in Infinity Wars? Is it just like five Dora Milaje and then the rest is just men warriors? <laughs> yeah, where'd all those men warriors come from? It, like, yeah, you know, but see, that's the thing is that like, and I guess like it's all really hard to pull your, and like the one thing I will say the directors did really well is that they did pull all these movies together. Yes. I didn't feel like I ever, when I was in Guardians World, I they felt like I was They did an excellent there. job. When We're I, not, we, I enjoyed the movie. 
I yeah, I saw it twice in one day. Wow, you enjoyed <laughs> I, the movie. <laughs> it was well, it was emotionally draw. I, by the end of it, I was like, I need to go see this again because I need to see yes, this again. Yeah. yeah, go see it, but also. Yeah. Take note of that. This is a testament to us where we say that we can side-eye our heroes because we like that movie, but... I work at Marvel, and I still side-eyeing the hell out of this movie. Yeah, like, come on. Like, just because you're a woman doesn't mean that you gotta only fight women. (gasps) Oh, yes. Oh, here's the other kicker that really got me. And this is where we need more women writers. If you go to the Mantis Wikipedia page, you will be pissed off at how she is written in these movies Uh. because do you know that she is a master at mixed martial arts why haven't we seen it and did you know that she has also bested captain america in a fight like in the comics she is an in the comics, yes. She's a master martial artist. She can do the empathy thing, yeah, which we've, we've seen. seen uh, plant plant manipulation. Oh. Uh, okay. Accelerated healing She's factor. She's really cool. Astral, astral projection. Ability to communicate telepath- telepathically with the coach. Sure. And energy, pro- and energy protect- projection. Um. We've only seen her, empa- her empathy She's powers. literally only empathy, and then she's just on the side talking shit like what's his face is always talking shit to her and she's literally yeah. so and, like, more just, impor- powerful than any of these people and like that's the thing that kills me it's like but that was a choice to mm-hmm. do that mm-hmm. like and this has happened so much in these comic book movies where they depower people rogue in the x-men continuously like right. depowered you know she's supposed to be flying around mm-hmm. super strong really amazing and so and like even like you know and this isn't spoiling anything either but even like like gamora has not been badass since the first Gar- guardians of the galaxy volume one she's she, just we a haven't love seen interest standing around and the, I don't even think that's in the comics. And then she's she's a love interest and a daughter in this movie, and that's it. And so she's literally just this trope to further the plot of men. Mm-hmm. And like all the women in the movie are, for the most part, all of them have a love interest. And and like you see all these other. It's true. The, it just, I need to like, see some. Just I need to it, see a woman. Well, that's what I'm hoping for with Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, let her just be there and be right. I want her to just amazing. be like, I don't give a fuck. I'm gonna beat this shit up and then just zoom off into the starlight. I don't know. Yes. Uh super. Well, that, that I that's I wanted to I think that's share a good side eye. I think that's a really good side eye because it's like we need to really look at the representation and what are the kind of subliminal things that we're getting and what we passing mm-hmm. off to our little girls. Like Yeah. It's the truth. I want to talk It's just to, Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, just one last thing to too like yeah. I just I I I, I well, I guess I don't have anything, but I didn't no. leave that feeling. Like, like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One, even like Glenn Close, like is in it, and she has like mm-hmm. her assistant is also female. Like you could tell if there was like a woman who was writing this because she was making it like putting more Women. folks in there. Exactly, and the, the fact that like literally there's only three movies out of those eighteen movies that I'm like the women are awesome. Mm-hmm. I put the first Avengers. Scarlett Johansson actually saves the day in oh. the end of that one. Okay. I thought that was dope. I don't but remember, but I believe you. She, she <laughs> did it. She did it. Yeah. Um, Can we talk about Westworld? Please, I was just going to introduce it. I felt uncomfortable about this last week's episode. No spoilers, but like... You know what? I kind of want to spoil it because I want to talk about okay. some shit. All right, let's do it. Okay, guys, sorry. We're spoiling Westworld. Oh, and, and who's in Westworld? Who's Tessa Thompson! <laughs> gonna call this episode boss up with tessa thompson boss of bonanza featuring tessa thompson (laughs) okay okay so 
Westworld. We are now on episode three of the second season of Westworld. If you do not follow Westworld, it's about robots that are getting consciousness. It's, and it's like Jurassic. Go watch it. Literally, it's Jurassic Park meets like robots. Well, can I tell you? That's funny that you bring that up. Here's a little nerd mm. history. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael Crichton, one Michael Crichton, wrote the movie Westworld, which came out in the '70s. He wrote it as a that's screenplay. What I- yeah. And then that movie did all right. People were like, yeah, mm. I like it. It's okay. Mm. But not as big as he wanted it to be. So right. then he decided to write Jurassic Park as a oh, book. Oh, because you know what people want? Not robots. They want dinosaurs. 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 It's, it's literally that same thing. Also, so, by the way, I think Jurassic Park has finally jumped the shark. It's jumped the shark. Next- but Michael Crichton, you're still alive. You're 66. Um, I'm, he, I'm sorry thought- to- Huh? I thought he died. No, he's 66. He's alive. He's fine. He's like what? a parent. Yeah. He plagiarized himself. I just want to point that out. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to stop telling people. I thought Michael Crichton was dead. I have to stop telling yeah, people that. Yeah, you need to not if, tell people if, he's dead. If, he is a 66-year-old he- man. Michael Crichton, if you hear rumors, like, where did they come from? It was me. I James. did it. So, James. Sorry. I started that yeah. rumor. But so, Westworld. Okay, yes. so we are on the third season. One, we've only second released season. second season, third episode. Yes. We've only seen um the Westworld that we've been told that there's six different parks. Um we knew that Shogun Park was coming up, which was going to be kind of interesting because it introduces a level of race. Even though Westworld has a level of race with the Native American robots, which is something that I think we should talk about. Yeah, can we put a pin in that? We're going to put a pin in that. But I think, and honestly, I kind of at first was a little worried, but now I'm kind of into the fact that they're introducing race because it adds a whole new component into, like, I like that they did. So basically they revealed in the third episode that there's Raj world, which is um, British imperial um, rule over India world. So you can go... What an interesting choice. And spe- I, I'm so curious as like, what is the actual time period that all of this stuff is taking place in? Future they, time. I know. Like, what future was it that they were like, let's choose the Wild West, British imperialism, so we can go hunting for tigers and like... <laughs> like- but you know, it's the time period that I feel like rich white people fantasize about. Mm. And it makes complete sense where it's like, oh, I want to go and kill animals that are not around anymore that I can't kill and also have um, people that don't look like me wait on me on hand and foot. But it's not slavery because slavery is bad, supposedly, but secretly we all want to do that. And it's robots, so it's okay. But it's like if you're in the future, couldn't you create that and not i don't know i guess like you want the full vibe of it so you're like oh i'm in you know british imperial india i guess uh, i i it's hard for me to understand that because i'm not a rich white man who has these fantasies so it's hard for me to understand that i fully hope and i know it's super controversial but i fully hope they dive into the whole factor of like oh i get to be racist oh i get to brutalize these because they did that in westworld you know mm-hmm. so i am kind of a little intrigued on how they're going to introduce this concept of race because the native americans are like straight up written clearly written by people who aren't native american 
Yeah. So I wonder if it's going to be a comment, like how we've been saying, you need to have diversity in the writer's room. Yeah. Does the writers of these Westworld parks need to have fucking diversity in their writer's room? You are you are giving them more credit than I am giving them. <laughs> because like I, I, I'm like, I'm like, is this 2018? I'm like shocked that like this is, I understand that they're trying to create the fantasy of Westworld and that they're like these natives and stuff. But it, it sucks because it's like, there's a, there's a, there's a rebellion that's happening and right. all the other robots are getting to wake up and stuff but how come the natives are like and now the other robots are also so they're getting attacked by the natives still as well like how come the natives don't get to be a part of this waking up and, and I hope and to revolution? fucking hell they do something with race if they don't do something with race I'm gonna be right there with you and I'm gonna be pissed off but I I mean our girl Tessa Thompson's in it Jeffrey Wright's in it and uh, just... what's her face uh Maeve oh um Oh God! How am I blinking on her name? I know. I love How her. am I? Bl- she has Oof. been a hero of mine since fucking Mission Impossible. Tandy Newton. Tandy. Tandy. Tandy, Tandy Newton. Yeah. Yes. Tandy. Tandy. She's yeah. excellent. She's great. I love her. I. She's one of my. She's my favorite character on the show. I, they have diverse I, casting. They have an. My- eight- the Asian guy who's also the one of the attendant guys is back now too. Yes, true. I'm gl- I, and I love that he's back there and stuff too. I guess like I think it, la- this last week's episode was hard for me because it was all of this like it was the British Imperial with the we've got right. the brown like uh, servants right. and then it was the oh the other thing is that like the they're they're. The, the Confederados, we were like, we're allying up, we're allying up. Is that a thing? But then they got slaughtered. I know, but it just was like, I just, I, know, I, I get, get it. It's, I think like uh, the writer's room, be conscientious that there's black people watching this show right. and glamorizing or, or any sort of like, nice confederate anything is not something that in trump's america i feel mm-hmm. comfortable with that sort of storytelling at all i, I agree I, with you i don't feel like they were nice though but i agree well, with like, you but she got to she like went to the confederados to join up with them and yes they got slaughtered in the end but still i had to like we had the woman that we're supposed to be rooting for is allying with the confederates you know i don't if I'm rooting for her, but I get it. I get. She's what you're one saying. of the leads that were, yeah, you know, yeah, she's this yeah. pretty white girl, and, and then she people love them, a pretty white girl. But then Teddy let them go when she Which wanted he, them to be killed. Mm, Teddy, he's oh, James Marston. So, so, so I am. I have high hopes. Okay, but All they right. could be disappointed. They could be I'm, disappointed, but I do have hopes because the last season really dealt with a lot of trauma and women subject women and stuff, like yes, it like really it. There was some nuance there that I wasn't expecting. So I'm hoping if they're introducing a, a time period as problematic as British Imperial India. Yeah. They I better so got too. some stuff planned. I really hope so too. Otherwise, they're literally feeding the thing that they're supposed to be commenting on. You know, they're perpetuating right. a fantasy of these worlds and 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 not understanding right. the historical uh, uh, trauma that... That 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 right. that it created, you know. I'm just also saying that I'm not surprised that this place would be created because people still have plantation weddings. Ugh, America! This I is know. America. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. Thanks, Song Lover. Um, you know something that you will not be disappointed by. What's that? 
and something else that's also on a second season, Dear White mm-hmm. People Volume 2. Movie starring Tessa Thompson. And this doesn't spoil anything, but Tessa Thompson makes a guest star appearance in <gasps> the second season. Yes. And has it. a scene with the girl that is playing her, uh, something Ooh. brown. Yes. It's um, just so brilliant. Lauren? L- Logan. Log- Logan. Logan Brown. Logan yeah. Browning. Logan Browning. Yeah. One of those. Beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Both of them show off this, of beautiful ladies. I, I want to warn you, it's only 10 episodes. Don't get caught off guard like I did because mm-hmm. I thought it was 13 episodes. And I was oh, like, shit. You, how disappointed was I? How disappointed I was I? Like, nothing is more disappointing <laughs> than coming up on the last episode expecting three more. Like, it'd be one thing if I knew going in, oh, this is the last one. No. And it, like, yeah. it's, it's, so there, it's, it's 10 episodes and they're 30 minutes each. So it's really honestly just like a really Five long, hours. it's a long movie. And it's, yeah. it's, and it, you know, I, I, a lot of shows suffer from a sophomore slump, especially sometimes on Netflix. I, mm-hmm. except Scandal did it. Scandal got really good in its second season. That's when it got into it. Third Third year uh, got weird. I think the fourth year is when it got crazy. But after she got kidnapped, one of those years she, got weird. It's it the fourth one she got kidnapped. <laughs> is like, oh, okay. and they sold her on the black market. That I, was weird. But this, but the second season, it's so interesting. Just when you thought that dear white people couldn't get any better, it just did, and the t- conversations deeper. Ooh, um, good. The se- season does a lot about uh, the rise of the alt right. Oh, uh, interesting. Tr- like. Tr- uh, social media, internet trolling, and just the relate. The one thing that Dear White People always does it's really well. It mm-hmm. does really well. It's just the emotional connections that the characters are like that they have. Mm. That they're they're also they're not just these conversations around race and 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 sexuality and women's issues. They're they're also young people who watch pop culture. Like it's yeah. so pol- like the pop- the way that they talk. It's like how you and I talk. Like it's riddled with it. pop cultural references. Yeah, uh, the drama is great. Like who and it's also got that sort of like we love it when people start sleeping with other people, and that's just so interesting. Okay, will they I'm gonna or will have they to not? watch it. I'm gonna have to watch so, it. Other thing that it does really really well is mm-hmm. their character Lionel, who he can get it. I uh, oh. He, uh, everybody he, loves Chris, right? Well, or no, hates he, Chris. He played it in the movie, but he does not. Oh, in this that's TV right. Show. It's another. That's right. Sorry. Yeah, and I knew he was hiding all those muscles underneath those baggy shirts, and I was correct. <laughs> 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 and what did they do so well? Is they actually have a really great scene about like gay sex and like the mm. first time having and the interest. It's difficult and awkward, and I, I was just so impressed with this show of what mm. it continues, what it continues to do. So I'm gonna have to check so, it out. So fucking good. I will have to. It's one of the few shows that I would watch a second time. You know, wow! Adults don't do that, but they this- do not. <laughs> okay, I'm definitely Netflix. Go watch it if you haven't seen se- the first season. Watch the first season; it's excellent. I completely loved it. I love the stylistic, the style yeah. of it. Watch it's the movie; the so- movie is excellent, and it's it's shot so well too. Like when you're watching it, you don't feel like you're watching a TV show. You literally feel like you're watching a movie because it's like right. it reminds like they have such spike they have such Spike Lee influences yes. that are just so. So well done. You know what I really enjoyed with it? A lot of times I don't watch a television show based off of a movie because I don't want to see the same story rehashed. But the Mm. way that they did it was so smart where the movie leads into the first season and then the first season, I'm guessing, leads into the second season, obviously. But it's like the movie is a prequel to the show. 
Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it, like, yeah, the movie is like, it's almost like a pilot. Because I remember when you and I watched the movie, and mm-hmm. it felt like we were just getting started. And that's like, right. th- that's why I think a lot of the people felt so unsatisfied with the movie, because it didn't finish. And that's because it didn't. There was more it story didn't. to be, more story to be told. So I'm so excited. And you get a fun mystery this year. So watch closely. Ooh, I love us. I love a Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of a mystery, what's going on <laughs> in Kanye's brain? I don't know. We can solve that mystery. It will. You know what? It might take scooby-doo to solve that mystery because i don't i don't think we have that uh i i ran out of scooby snacks so what like i don't even know what where were you when it all went down so what are all the things that kanye has said and done he said he's just been slavery was (laughs) texting wild he's He's been on tweet twitter tweeting like a crazy person he's been going on tmz TMZ. like who that's also a sign that like something's not right like he physically went to tmz most celebrities are trying to avoid tmz at his level (laughs) he doesn't need to go to tmz he is on the higher level of celebrity he's not on he like there. vanderpump rules like he can afford mm, to not go on i don't even know what that is it's a bravo yes. show it's a low level oh. bravo show it's not even a is it like the vanderbelt no built all the railways no that's oh. anderson cooper but mm-hmm. um oh that's the thing when you watch this documentary you'll be like that's where anderson cooper's family got all their money oh, it's crazy oh crazy his family is the history of New York. It's bananas. Speaking of Anderson Cooper, his best friend is Andy Cohen, and Andy Cohen owns Bravo, or is the overlord of Bravo. Of uh, Bravo. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so back Vanderbilt. to Kanye. I just feel like he's always, I just, a lot of attention's been paid to him right now because he's been going on a rampage, and people don't want to let go of their prior image of him. Mm, oh, that's good. Ooh, tweet, tweet. That's a tweetable moment, as Oprah Winfrey would say. <laughs> that is a tweetable moment. <laughs> and it is time to you let go. Uh-huh. It is time to let it go. Is. It's time to just let him be who he is, well, and then we can move you know, on. And it's interesting, because uh, to circle back to who we were talking about earlier in the episode, about different people evolving in different ways, mm. like Donald Glover evolving through his exploration yeah. is... And 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 Kanye has evolved in his own way. Right. And look, fame fame does different things to different it people. And sure I think they are do. two prime examples. Right. I feel like Donald Glover has has had access, and he wants to do something mm. with mm. it, and and really help to shape and and change and empower and do thought provoking things. And I think Kanye West has like first of all, I do think again, there's some issues. Like I think. He's got some mental health stuff that's also happening there as well. Mm. Um, I do feel like, like, I feel like, and this is a phrase that I've been telling myself, which goes along with the empathy note that you were talking about before. Yeah. I, and this has really been hitting me a lot lately with the way everything is. Um, One person's freedom fighter is another person's terrorist. Interesting. Oh, that is the tweetable. Don't tweet the other one. Tweet that one. (laughs) So, like, I feel like people, like, people have been comparing, especially with the new video that came out. This is America. They've been comparing Kanye and Donald Glover, and I don't think one. Of course, we got to talk about it in the same breath because it's what's happening. Kanye, Janelle, Monet, Tessa Thompson, everybody, because it's great. Yeah, but I don't. I feel like what Kanye's doing, he feels that he's trying to enlighten people. 
Mm. So you so you don't think I okay? This is interesting. I'm glad we're having this conversation. I love it. One yeah. of twins activate because yeah. I feel like you and I <laughs> yin and yang each other so well. Yeah, because you're making me think about something. Apparently, uh-huh. I have more venom for Kanye than I thought I had. Oh, because you're helping me. I not like deep no, spru- just rooted, just sort of just like talk about I'm just like uh, Kanye. Yeah, and and. I, 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 and yeah, I guess I thought he was just trying to be an Ann Coulter and fan the flames and just say crazy shit to like, look at me. I don't think but so. But you actually think that he's genuinely trying to heal wounds, build bridges. I don't and... know about build bridges, but I think that he's trying to enlighten Cause, people. Because he is, because he's trying to like with the Trump supporters, because he's like, I would vote. He said that he said that a long time ago. Uh, like, I would have voted for Trump. Mm, I didn't vote. Mm-hmm. He then had he's wearing a Make America Great hat again. Right. Do, he's had a meeting with Donald Trump. Like I since so you yeah. and I think that probably even for Donald Trump, I think and they're both ego driven oh, yeah. ways. Oh, yeah, they oh, think yeah, that oh, they're yeah. doing they think that they're doing all this really, really great work and they're in their brains operate in a way in a space and world that like you and I just don't understand. They're around people who just say yes to them all the time. Well, right. So and I feel the same way about Donald Glover. Honestly, I just feel like that his pri- priorities are more aligned with the way people are thinking. Anybody who's going to put himself center of a music video, like center of it, dancing, um, writing his own show, putting him as a star of his own show, hosting SNL while also being the musical guest. Ooh, he has a lot of ego, too. did a great too. job, by the way. He did an excellent job, but I do... Did you see that Barbie sketch? Yeah, that was funny. It was good. I died. Everybody I should died. see it. I but died. I do feel like a oh lot of times we give... We like to say ego is a bad thing because we'll put it on narcissists. We'll be like, oh, he's just a narcissist. But anybody who is a politician who wants to be president has to have a huge ego. I love Obama. Ooh. I think he's well, amazing, but he probably has a gigantic ego. But I say I come from a spiritual because I do a lot of the spiritual holistic stuff. Ego isn't even a bigger term of not just a narcissistic way, but it's that other shadow self and voice Mm. that also tells you that you're not good enough as well. It's that other voice that's not really you Mm. that is, is, is driving you. And I feel like it's. I think that in that sense, I, so yeah, I, I guess for myself, when I talk about ego, I'm, I'm not necessarily meaning it in just the narcissistic way. Mm. It is that, but it's also, it's your non-authentic self that you think is your authentic self. Well, I wasn't talking about you per se. I was like using okay. the royal you, you know what I mean? Like how people, mm, like generally people I tend- love a royal me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you get what I'm talking about. How most people yes. will attribute yeah. it as a negative quality. When I think a lot of people that are in the limelight, that are in the forefront, even if they are doing things that are socially accepted or for good, they still Ooh. are putting themselves out there to do that. Sure. I guess it's like, I guess it's like, I guess I would have to look and ask that person. I think it's always important to look at your intentions. Mm -hmm. And I think that, and again, I don't know what's going on in Kanye's, in Kanye's head and his way. I feel like Obama's intention is to, I feel like I get that, that he wants to create as much love and goodness in this world as possible. And I, I don't know that that is Donald Trump's main intention. I don't know that that's Kanye West's like main intention. Um, you know, like there's certain people's intentions that you can, I know what Oprah's intention is, you know? I, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I guess like I, I would challenge everyone from the Donald Glovers to the Tessa Thompsons who, like, I even think like Janelle Monae's intention behind her music video mm-hmm. is to create a space of like love and healing. And you can get, you know, like you, you, you can get that. You can radiate that, that intention from her. But do you think, and I'm challenging a little bit, 
do you think going along with the freedom fighter terrorist thing is we get the love of intention because it aligns with how we feel. Whereas um, like Kanye or Donald Trump or something, they feel like they're doing that, but it their intentions just don't align with ours. Totally possible. And this is the thing that like I w- I've been really uh, trying to examine because, and this is, um, I was watching on this Full Frontal recently, you know, they, they were talking about how we think that we're going to this massive blue wave mm-hmm. coming in 2018, 2018 elections. And when you go to those Trump rallies, like they're so fucking fired up. And the thing that is so interesting that I think and, 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 and they have a lot of venom for people who are liberals. They call us libtards, right, you yeah. know? I, and it, it's so interesting. And, and I think that like on, on, I think on both sides, people can get too venomous right. with their thoughts and feelings exactly. about the others. And I, I don't have like hatred towards anybody on the other side. Right. I have a desire for them to open their hearts towards, towards love and equality for all. Right. And, and I don't see, and for me, it's hard to understand because I don't see, like, how can you, Kanye West, or see Donald Trump and see that that is a person who wants love and equality for all when that's never come out of his mouth? Mm. And so that's where I'm like, but do you see that? Mm. You know, mm-hmm. do, does that make mm-hmm. sense? Does that make that sense? That makes total sense. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's, whereas I feel like with, with Donald Glover, the the his conversations are pushing that, which you're absolutely right. It's in line with what it is that I'm talking mm-hmm. about, but it, it's, it's in line with he's, and it's even if it's slightly aggressive message, but it's to try to get us to see that we're not equal so we can be equal. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I think, and it's so interesting that we set out to talk about like pop culture and just like, you know, gab, <laughs> gab about gossip. But I think a, a through line that we've been tapping on through Donald Glover, through Trump, through Kanye, through Rachel D, is <laughs> empathy and understanding what the other side is kind of thinking. Mm. Because mm-hmm. we do get wrapped up in venom, myself included. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Everybody. It, it tastes good. We're, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, love is hard. It's hard to be like, even though you want to destroy me, let me try and understand where you're coming from. And you know, but Neki, here's the thing. That's the only way that we win. Exactly. And that, that's the only way that we survive because otherwise we're going to destroy each other. I know. And, and, and that's on all sides. Like we have to move into a more empathetic space because otherwise that's how wars have been being fought for, for since we've, since for like 50,000 years because we, we, we can't create empathy for that other person. We don't have to understand mm-hmm. it. Like I guess I'm trying to tie infinity wars into this. <laughs> I don't have to understand <laughs> why you wrote those women and despite those other women. You better you know it what? in there. You <laughs> but you know what I'll yes. say? They are an artist. They missed the mark. We'll move on and hope that the next time they'll get it right. right. Or, you know, exactly. m- move it a little bit further. So exactly. there's a part of that conversation and dialogue. It's so true. It's so true. Hey, readers. 
all of you bookworms, comic geeks, library junkies, literary fiction lovers, bibliophiles, and nerds. Want to get more out of your reading life? Listen to Reading Glasses. I'm Bria Grant. And I'm Mallory O'Mara. We want to help you read better. Join us every Thursday on Maximum Fun's new podcast while we talk about book culture and solve your reader problems. Reading Glasses will teach you how to vanquish your to-be-read pile, connect with other readers, and get more reading into your busy day. No matter what you read or how you read it, we'll we'll help help you you do do it better. better. (laughs) That's cute. Lordy Lord. Well, we let's, you know what? Shall we wrap up this episode? Let's wrap it up. Before we go, I would like, can I plug my comedy show? Please. Can you please? Everybody, I just really want to. Okay, so James on Facebook posted, um, he did a comedy show at um, Caroline's, Caroline's on Broadway, which mm-hmm. is like historic. Um, and he posted the video online. I couldn't be there because I live 3,000 miles away. But she I watched it. I was, I'm sorry. I love you, but I'm not that rich. Um, but I watched it, and James is fucking hilarious. Like, I mean, oh. obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know that he's hilarious. But, like, you wonder what he's going to be like in a stand-up thing. And fully honest, I'm going to be, like, dead serious right now. Okay. I, I would have been like, even if you weren't that great, I'd be like, oh, okay, you know what? You did your thing. Like, I am I want you to keep trying to do it. And that, was, that one joke that you did, I'm going to focus on that and say that that was funny. But you legit are a comedian like you went up and did stand up and you were loose you were free you had your jokes you had me joking you covered different aspects you did a bada bing bada boom it was perfect so also co-writer aneke because i had my my goldilocks joke in there (laughs) which is so like i'm not even like go see james go see james just go see him Thank you for that means a lot to me because I know how like honest like the like you would not say all these things if you didn't you know think it was true and you would know be your like, comedy yeah, go see it. you know your comedy <laughs> yeah. and like I probably wouldn't even bring it up if I didn't have your endorsement I wouldn't even dare to try no, to plug but, this like right you now. legit did an excellent job like you're funnier than half the shit that I've seen wow that means it's the truth. I hoping that this maybe you know come into a comedy place near you but i am performing on caroline's on broadway at new comics night um, on may 21st it's a monday but come out and get your funny on at yes. seven o'clock i think it's only i think tickets are only like five bucks which is an what? amazing That's a deal. deal i know fucking deal monday night may 21st uh it's at caroline's on broadway you have to call and make a reservation first i'm gonna give you the number yeah it's old school oh, oh my that's God. how comedy is it's okay. in the night it's in the wow. 90s what's the number call, i will put it in the show notes too it's 212-757-4100 so funny listing a phone number, i know this is right? weird get your quarters ready <laughs> go find yourself a payphone. <laughs> Find the new phone and dial 212-757-4100. Tell them they're going to come and see me. That's you're going to get the discount of $5 tickets. Uh, And yeah, May 21st. Come and check me out. Everybody go see it and then talk about how amazing it is when you join the Corner Kids Playground on Facebook. Everybody's on there posting some amazing amazing things. There's amazing conversations going on there. Yeah. Sometimes just... 
I just sometimes like just watch and list, like read all the things that are happening. And sometimes I comment and just like, you guys are so adorable. Keep doing it. And then they're like, thanks, dad. <laughs> I know. Pop- I mean, I'm a lurker. I'll pop in every <laughs> once in a while and be like, yeah, but then mostly I'm just reading your shit. Sorry. It's the truth. It, do it, the conversations are amazing. And it's a really testament to the community that you all have helped to create of a, just a, a space where like ideas can get shared and co- and like great conversation happening. You know, I like, hate it's, Facebook and that's one of the best <laughs> things about it. <laughs> Tell me how you really feel. Oh, we also have a review of the week. Oh, Um, shit. Bringing it back. Who's reviewing us? Tell us. On iTunes, five stars. Uh, There's a lot of uh, gay hearts, you know, like the rainbow hearts. Yes. Yes. Uh, This is from uh, XGZ. No, XGXAX. Sure. Uh, I absolutely love this podcast and look forward to listening to it every weekend. Aneka and James are truly the wonder twins of podcasting. Oh, thank you. you are the review. And if you would like to leave a review, you can do so on iTunes or ever get your podcasts. Oh my God. Do it. I think we're we're on Spotify too. Like we're on Spotify, Google Play, all the things. We're do everything. It. Um I'm looking at Twitter right now. Seeing if we have any tweets of the week, and you know what, we don't. So okay, well then y'all need to get y'all in that need to tweet us. Y'all need <laughs> to come say, and even tweet just us. Tweet a hi, just tweet a hi. Tweet, tweet a hi. Tweet a, tweet a hello. Tweet a you guys are amazing. Tweet. Share us with other people. Tweet pictures of uh, Tessa Thompson and goats, which is a thing. Ooh, it is, and it's very adorable. And <laughs> it, I love yeah. goats too. So I'm just gonna say, me and Tessa Thompson <laughs> should be friends done we're gonna get her on the show i mean the show is pretty much featuring tessa thompson so big thanks to tessa thompson for being thanks, our tessa sponsor thompson for, for the being episode. on the show you're the best <laughs> we love you tessa thompson that's all the next time, we time have. you're in oakland hit me up yeah or <laughs> new york hit me up so well have a great week and weekend we love you all thank you so much for listening thank you for listening to minority yes Corner. thanks for listening you guys thanks for being a fan and happy mother's day to all you mamas out there yeah and thanks for listening to minority corner because together we're, we're the, the majority. majority. Bye. Thanks, Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.